Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. And I'm Darren. And today we're going to be discussing a game called Cube 2. To be clear, this is spelled with a Q, Q-U-B-E. It is a game that came out March of 2018, which is fairly new for us. But I believe we both got this in the Humble Bundle monthly. Yep. It has a very positive rating, but uh, only 395 reviews at this point um i don't know how much we really want to get into here in the spoiler free section one thing we've both said is that well i didn't play i still haven't played cube one with the story mode that's probably for the best after playing this one i'd have to say that's probably true it doesn't uh i don't know i i just feel like the story i don't want to say that it's tacked on but i feel like a lot of times it didn't quite make sense and they were shoving a lot of stuff in there i think right at the very tail end of it which obviously we can't talk about just yet was okay but i definitely have some issues with that kind of story but uh we can't really get into that until we get into the spoiler section so the thing is cube 2 much like cube 1 which we've already reviewed in the past is a puzzle platformer, you know, first person similar to, well, Turing Test and Portal and, what would we say, Talos Principle? Yeah, yeah. I think, if if anything, Cube 1 was was definitely kind of a a love letter to Portal, and this one is definitely more of a love letter to Talos, in a sense for me. It's got more of a Talos feel to it. I will say I definitely thought that the puzzles overall were better in this one in the fact that there weren't the ones that seemed to bug out or do weird things like they did in cube one i I didn't experience any of that and i didn't find any this time yeah cube one was pretty bugged but this one they've ironed out the bugs a lot but i did find the puzzles in this one very simple this game was much much easier than cube one there were also a huge improvement in graphics and just overall aesthetics than the first one Outside of maybe the first one, the lights out areas, which did look very cool, but everything else felt like a lesser portal. This one feels much more like they've tried to make it their own and give it its own look. And so I do think that that's a huge improvement over the first one. So I do think that there's a lot of improvement here, but you were saying just before we started that you weren't sure it's really worth the going price. It's quite expensive for the amount of time it takes to complete it. I think I finished it in about six six or seven hours, and that's me, you know. Um, I reckon you could burn through this a lot quicker than that. So for 25 bucks for a five or possibly a four-hour game. I don't know. I would say it takes a bit longer than that. I, w- I think six first time through is probably fairly standard. I took longer, but I was also taking notes the whole time, and there were times where... I paused because you and I are having a conversation on Steam. So I'm a gawker, though, man. I, I I just look around at everything and take my time and just take in the graphics and take in the surroundings a lot. So yeah, it took me about eight 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 or close to nine hours to finish it. And yet, didn't find any hidden areas. But they they obviously exist because there's achievements for them. There are a they're, few achievements. They're, they're for very them. well hidden in that case. Which I did find a bit surprising because in the first game I did find some. But this one, I was looking. I didn't. Yeah, I was looking as well, and uh, I got to the point where I was thinking, oh, maybe they haven't put them in this. 
And I was happy with that because I didn't want to spend time looking for them. So I stopped. Uh, but yeah, eventually it wasn't until you said, oh, is there secrets in this? And then I looked at the achievement list. I was like, oh, bronze stuff and what, silver, silver stuff, stuff and gold stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't find anything like that. Um, the one thing I should mention before we start, and this is, um, is I edited the Cube, uh, Cube One uh, podcast and I had to cut it absolutely brutally uh, all over the place because we were talking about like puzzles with, we had the game fresh in our minds and we were saying like, oh, and I had to put that cube in that place over there and, and, and turn the room and we were talking about puzzles so detailed and to someone who's either never played them or has played them but doesn't know what we're thinking about man we sounded like it sounded really difficult and awkward to listen to um i think that um i think that yeah we have to cut that out somehow (laughs) because it was it was dire to edit and maybe it was um i don't want to say dire to listen to but do you know what i mean it's like we had these images of levels in our head that we were talking about. Someone might not have an absolute clue what we're discussing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's pretty much true of every episode we do. Uh, but I mean, when they're all the same, like it's a room where you have to move a ball through a sphere. I'm sorry, it's a room where you have to move a ball through a hole. And there's 20 levels of that. Overall, would you recommend Cube 2 to people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's decent. It's it's a good game, but I would get it. I'd try and pick it up on sale for sure. But if you're a fan of the the game, and if you, I mean, I suppose they're 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 a small group of people as well. So paying the full price helps keep them in business and helps make them get them to make other games. So and it's still only at this point of recording is only about a year old. So you know, as games get older, they go on sale more often. And for bigger discounts. I would say Cube 2 is definitely an interesting game. If you like this kind of puzzle game, get it, support it, because that's the only way we get more of them, really. And I would say get it because of the puzzles. Don't get it because you're going to love the story. Because you're, if you're like us, you're probably not. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It would have been better just to have not put the story in, to be honest. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But for now, those of you that have not played and don't want spoilers, now is the time to leave. All right. Spoiler section. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Welcome to Cube 2. Or as I like to call it, those packages won't deliver themselves. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly that was the end of Cube 1. Yeah, yeah. FedEx. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. But And you said, you said in a message to me, you've been vindicated. So I was expecting somehow (laughs) with my jokey fill in the blanks concept of what the first one was supposed to be, I had somehow hit on the right answer. And then I was playing it going, there's nothing like that. I'm so disappointed now. Well, kind of. You have to deliver cubes into holes like hit those doors like (laughs) imagine those are the letterboxes well that's exactly what i was going with the first one but the second one definitely is not that (laughs) i'm going to say it now and i will probably say it again at the end i don't like the story from what you described of the first one the story honestly toxic games if you're somehow listening to this normally i'm the person who needs a story, who loves a story. It's what makes a game worthwhile. But you're the rare case where that's not what I want. I would rather you just forget explaining everything 
Go ahead, leave me mystery boxes as far as story and just give me puzzles because I enjoy the puzzles, but I was not enjoying the story. And most of my notes are probably about the story, to be fair. And that's probably most of what I'm going to be talking about today because the puzzles, as you mentioned before, the first half feel pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward. It came to tutorial until like stage seven, I think. And they spend a lot of time on story, I feel like, in this one. So we do want to discuss it. So there it is. The odd time where I will say I'd rather a game didn't have a story at all. Sadly, I agree with it. Like, um, I, I, I get that they had an idea of what they wanted to do, but I think they just complicated it more. And uh, we'll, we'll get into it as we go. So let's start with the prologue, Worlds Apart. Robert calls Millie. To say that they will talk uh, later tonight, I guess. Then she's caught in a sandstorm. And that's pretty much it. Chapter one, Forgotten Roots. This story, for me, a lot of times just didn't make any sense. <laughs> as, you'll, as you'll find out as I go through these notes. So, Forgotten Roots. We talk to a woman, Emma Sutcliffe, who says she's going to help us get through. And we have to... I don't know, I thought she kept saying something about like a satellite or a satellite dish, but really we're headed towards a beacon. There's some sort of mayday call or something that we have to go find. Right away in the beginning, I noted that the visual design just looks amazing by comparison to one. You'll find that the metal pipes or metal tubes have an amazing shimmer on them. The walls aren't completely even. Yeah. There's different colors. Shaded and stuff, yeah. Thing look, things look a bit chipped and a bit old. And when things are meant to look even older, they do a great job of that with small things like cracks in the lights and, you know, the paint being more chipped and more cubes or bricks a bit out of place from where they should be. Yeah, it's a huge improvement over one. Like, even even when you look, get a look at the gloves, like the hands... I, as a gameplay mechanic as well, the gloves are a big improvement over uh, over one. Uh, they're much easier to control and to click on things and to activate. They definitely took one and they improved almost every mechanical and graphical aspect of the game to make Cube 2, in my opinion. We start off with the blue launch power, which is a little bit better than the first one because we don't have to keep resetting it Yeah, in this one. And it can just be ready to go. I think that that works out so much better. It just has this glowing above it to show us that it's active. And that's a pretty straightforward power. It's a spring. And you're going to use that more than probably anything because in this world, they've decided stairs are unnecessary. (laughs) Illegal. Good luck if you're old or have any sort of impediment to, you know, jumping and and landing a great distance yeah cube to the land of broken ankles like just flying everywhere and again like in chewing test did you notice the weird flappy arm thing when you're jumping to me it was like cube when she sorry it was like um the Turing test when she's running you know that weird super mario kind of running again that weird flappy arm thing it never it never stopped being weird for me <laughs> i don't know why there's also something and i'll Try to just mention it now and not mention it later, but there are a lot of times where there was a blue pad for if you were going to fall a great distance. Yeah. As though this is what's stopping you from getting injured. But then there are a whole lot of other times where you're jumping from even higher, but there's no blue pad Mm. and you're totally fine. I think this is where Portal has filled in that gap nicely by showing us 
the the main character has spring-loaded magic boots. Yeah. So the falling doesn't hurt. This one, there are just so many times where I was thinking, yeah, she's going to break an ankle. This one's going to hurt. We then go on to the red cubes, which extend. And Santa, I do get a little bit confused between Turing Test and Cube 1 because I played them practically back to back. In the first cube with this power, you could extend it. Was this one that you could extend a little bit or a lot? Yes, you can extend it one, two, or three. Yes, which was totally eliminated in this one. Yeah, because you don't really don't need it. Because I mean, there is a couple of times where you need it, but they get rid of that in this game when by introducing the green cubes anyway. So you can still make stairs. Um, but yeah, it's kind of they got rid of that and they got rid of the yellow cubes as well in this game. Oh, thank goodness, because the yellow, yellow cubes were completely cubes. stupid. Like it was a new type of mechanic. It was different, but. Those puzzles I found to be really frustrating in a not fun way. Yeah. There's not much I really want to say about that, except uh, right at the end of the chapter, we find an ancient giant machine or giant cube that gives us powers. And basically the only power is it allows us to place cubes now instead of having to just deal with what's given. So we have certain framed areas in this one where we can light it up whatever color we want once we have that power. We now have the blue power and the red power, and we can place them wherever these special, I don't even know what to call it, special targets are, hmm. I guess. Blank cubes, blank spaces, yeah. Between levels, we do have an elevator, which, again, is very portal. Yeah. <laughs> but chapter two leads us into the ropes. So here we have elevators and lifts and wall panels that now we can move. We can move things up, down, left, right, and that's fine. It's not a power I want to carry with me. In fact, we'll only carry three powers with us, ultimately. In this chapter, Emma asks Amelia what she remembers, to which she replies, being on a helipad and going to the dig site, which you said is towards Scotland. Kind of it for chapter two? Pretty much that's it. That's all that happens. Um, um, I mean, I wonder, I wonder why they called it the ropes, because... Because you're learning the ropes. But I mean, and, and where does that come from? You know, it comes from sailing and, and ships and stuff. So I was wondering at the end of the game, when I was looking at the game again, I was like, oh, is, are they being clever there? Are they like foreshadowing the end? Like you're, because what, what, what I took from the story was maybe this is, well, I mean, it's obviously some kind of training session, like the entire thing for you to be worthy, I guess, in a sense. I don't, no, <laughs> I don't get that at all, but let, <laughs> let's, let's save our, End arguments for the end. Yeah. So House of Leaves is next then. Yeah, green cube. Now we get and it drops and we basically use it as stairs in the beginning. We use it for a lot more later on. Yeah, they were very versatile with that green cube. They have they found a lot of uses for it that were that worked well and didn't bug out a lot like they did in the first game. We have to use a green block with a blue one to shoot at a target door to get it to open. I don't think we had this in the first one, did we? No. No, this is a new mechanic, a new style of play that well, you're going to see a million times if you play this game. It starts to become pretty much every level. You look for what door do you have to open before you can actually yeah. solve the puzzle. Yeah, and then it gets to the point where, oh, we can't just do that. I know what. Why don't we set the cube on fire and have them shoot it at the door? Did, I did have that thought as well. <laughs> we reach an outside space with water and a tree with beautiful red leaves 
and plants all around it. Millie says that it looks planned and reminds her of her husband because he works with plants. I don't know why they had to say he works with plants. Could they not say he's a gardener (laughs) or a landscape designer or something? He works with plants. (laughs) Yeah, that's everything from gardener to plant psychologist. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I don't understand that either. I was I don't uh, we need to get into chapter four, chapter four, where it's called Lost in Transmission. And we come across another giant green cube that gives us the power to place green squares and create cubes. Is at this point that I realized, but I don't think I was paying attention the first time. When I walked up to it, it just said, to interact. Did yours do that as well? Yeah, I think so. It's almost as though they forgot to type in what button I'm supposed (laughs) to press. And there's a point later on, I think, where we start seeing the statues and we can get a bit of garbled information from them, where it said, to interact, to interact. (laughs) (laughs) And I just was a bit baffled that that ever made it through. That seems a simple text thing. Mm. That that seems about the easiest thing in the world to fix. I don't know how that's made it through all the playtesting and everything. To interact, press E. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, just to interact. Mm. (laughs) Well, I know I can interact with it. There's a giant glowing blue square over it saying I can interact with it, so I don't need your gray text box to tell me the same thing. It's just a bit weird, and I I was wondering if you had noticed Mm. as well. But I guess after you see it once, you just ignore it. Yeah. But I didn't know what button I had. I was pressing all the (laughs) buttons because I didn't know what I need to do. And apparently it's just the same button as you would use to activate one of your cubes. Mm. How did you feel uh, while... We're stopped at this point. How did you feel about the controls in this one? Fine. Yeah. Why? Did you have an issue with them or? No, I felt that actually the opposite. I felt they were much more intuitive than the first one. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I was, I said at the beginning with the gloves, you can kind of more rapid fire your cubes off. There's not as like almost cool down in between because they had left, right. For for, for me using the mouse, it was uh, left button, right, uh, right button and middle button. Middle button was the cancel. Um, to erase the cubes, left button was, and mouse wheel was to change the colors, and then it was just like uh, left button to place, right button to to use, and it was much better than the first one. That sounds great. On the controller, you could use the left trigger to place, right trigger to activate, yeah, and the bumpers would scroll back and forth. Okay, yeah, so much it's probably not quite as fast as the scroll button, but it worked pretty well. My only complaint would really be. And this will come up later. Any puzzle where I felt it had to be timed because I didn't feel like they gave us enough time. But honestly, there were a lot that I thought were timed at first and then realized I was just doing it wrong. Mm. So part of that frustration is a bit on me. Oh, you mean like the fire cubes when you had to... Yeah, some of, get, especially some get of them. Get them a certain distance, yeah. In this story, Emma says the building runs on its own. The power helps uh, divert the function, and we must stop this vessel. So there's a lot of confusion for me, because I think that some of this is connecting to the Cube 1 story, which I don't really know. I only know from what you told me. So I'm not really sure what the timeline is here. Are we at the same time as Cube 1? Are we after Cube 1? My instinct is 
we are after Cube One. I think they specifically say it's after. Like they 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 mention the kind of first contact and like what did you expect us to do in the first in the first case? So yeah, it's definitely after. And there's a garbage truck outside. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's at this point we have another conversation with Emma, and she says the building runs on its own. Something about the power helping divert function, and talking about they must stop the vessel, which is perhaps connected to Cube 1, but I don't know because I didn't really play Cube 1 with the story. I only know what you told me. So where does this fit in the timeline, do you think? Is this at the same time as Cube 1, or is this after cube one at this point i think later on in this story they specifically mention that it's after cube one event because they talk about the like at the end of cube one when you see like the big black cube from the outside this is definitely taking place after that i understand that but there is a point where everything goes black and amelia wakes up and i don't know if that's a later time than what we are now oh right yeah um yeah i was confused by that point as well because yeah, because everything changes. It's like she's been teleported to a completely different place. To get to the beacon, apparently we have to go to the core first. Yeah. <laughs> As with any adventure game, there's no direct A to B. There's a million steps in between. Yeah, you'd think they would have thought about that one. No. It's at this point, mechanically wise, we get the erase cube function so we can immediately get rid of a mistake or quickly drop something away, which becomes very handy when you have a green cube sitting on the red, red platform and you need to drop it exactly in place. I don't think we had that in the first one. I think it works very, very well in this one. It does. And like I said, for, for them actually removing blocks, like the yellow one and the, the one, two, three function of the red ones, and for them stripping it back to only three types of cubes, they've come up with a lot of variation, but I think they do that a lot because of their variations on the environments that we'll see later as well. They've done such a good job with their design. There's also a great animation that goes with that. Millie's hand does a great erase motion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems very intuitive. I like that a lot. Here's where we see our first statue. I refer to it as being somewhat Atlas-like. He is holding a giant cube. There are red particles floating in the air. When you interact to interact... <laughs> There's a creepy voice transmission that seems to be a mix of many voices, as will happen with every one of these statues. And it says, don't leave us, she betrayed us. But we have no idea what yeah. that refers to. Yeah, very vague on the story there. I mean, I like this part. I liked finding this statue and interact to interact with it. Um, but yeah, I was left like, okay, well, I guess we're going to find more of these and then I'll be able to kind of fill in the gaps and piece the story together but every one of these now knowing what the ending is feels just like a mystery box yeah pretty much it doesn't i mean i I have an idea of what the story is about and i get it but at the same time you can you can have mystery boxes in a game but especially for something like this where i think the story is pretty well explained by the end it's like you didn't have to be that vague about, about it like we kind of knew what was going on you could have been a bit more forthcoming with your story but they've decided to purposely kind of like obscure it yeah so so i i do think i get it i think that the she in this case is emma which will lead to in the mm. end but again like you said we don't need to be so vague here we go to a section now that has no chapter number but it's called 
the machine. We have to drop down a hole, and this is where I think I I made note here about the blue pads absorbing our energy because I was looking down that hole going, I don't know about this. And Millie wants to explore this strange machine and to see if it will help her find the beacon, I guess. What what else are you going to do? Sit around and do nothing? Yeah, can't go back the way you came. We find out we need to charge up the cables to use this lift, and one door opens, so now we can actually start solving puzzles. And throughout this, the whole format is find some strange machine, get to go into one door, which is a really long series of puzzles, which opens the rest of the doors, which are all single-room puzzles. Mm. How do you feel about that? I mean, I like the, I like the idea of having a hub because it keeps everything kind of central and not really that confusing. Again, though, even with the machine and the next few um, parts of this, they're always introducing new mechanics and they always feel tutorial-like because they're, because they're good at that, though. They're very good at scaffolding and they're very good at taking yeah. it one step at a time. They, they, they scaffold up that information very well. Like, we, you don't feel... Like they're leaping ahead in logic. Never, never even once in the game. So it's like they, they, they do that flawlessly. But because we're now almost halfway through the game, or it feels like halfway through the game, and we're still getting new mechanics, the puzzles aren't getting any more difficult because they're introducing these new things and they're taking it very baby step. Like it's not, I, I didn't find that they got really hard until like the last two, two chapters. And that felt to me like, oh, this is the beginning of the game, really. Like all of this is still tutorial for me. Here's what I'll say. We are now at the end of page one of four of my notes. And yes, chapter-wise, we're about halfway. Well, not really. There are 11 chapters. We're just finishing up chapter 4.5. I was at 4.5, okay. So we're about a third of the way. But how many notes have I taken about the puzzles from the game up to now? Hardly any. Yeah, because they are very straightforward. They're so straightforward. And it's also very much a continuation and an easy version of what we got in cube one. So we now have the mechanics. I'm fine with that. As far as the hub and the rooms around it, I don't mind. What I mind is having to get story about it every time because you start to just water it down the more you do this over and over and over again. Oh, I think I have to open up all the doors to get this machine to work. Yeah, of course, like the 12 other times we've done this. <laughs> we don't need it explained every time. If it's just going to be your formula, by the second time, she can just say, yeah, I know what I'm doing here. I think she does that in the next room. And she's like, oh, another machine. Okay, let's get to work. So chapter five is Tangled. We find a power generator, and you guessed it, one open door. So we have to, again get through one before we can get through all the others. We now have pressure pads that we have to use to raise stairs and platforms. There is, well, there are two different two types. types. Yeah. There's yellow, which needs pressure all the time, and blue, which once it's pressed, it's just on, which is a huge relief. For, for some of the puzzles, it would be impossible, yeah. There are also fans that push and kind of bounce Millie through the air to Tell where she principle. needs to be. <laughs> I have a bit of problem with the fans, especially the ones where we have to jump in and then use the upper momentum to get to a platform. I found this awkward. Did you find that as well? Nope. Okay. Nope. I had a lot of trouble 
aiming into the holes. There are a lot of times where I would jump and land just outside of it, uh, or I would bounce out of it and just not quite reach the platform. Mm. No, I didn't have a problem. I felt it felt pretty good. I, th- I thought when I saw them and I realized that I had to do that, I was like, oh man, this is going to be, this is a moving part puzzle. So it's going to be buggy like from the first one, but no, it was, it was fine. I mean, there were definitely sometimes I didn't make the jump or I hit the fan, not in the middle, but on, on the edges. So I didn't get that push, that updraft kind of that I needed, but yeah, it was just a case of going back and trying it again. But generally, no, it was, it was all good. At the end of the first room, you get to a terminal and interact. The other cables light up, and now the other doors are open. Almost like you're a rat in a maze. <laughs> so in this chapter five of Tangled, you're basically following the green cables and unlocking them puzzle by puzzle. Once we get all of these solved, the building shakes. Though, to be honest, I wouldn't have noticed it if they hadn't said something in the dialogue, because I was dropping down at the time. <laughs> so... It probably shouldn't happen. The thing is, when you fall, there's an animation that shakes a bit as though your head is bobbing up and down. So I wouldn't have known. But because they were going, oh, did you feel that? I went, oh, something must have happened. No, actually, I didn't. (laughs) I was in the air. It was at this point in my notes where I said, what are we doing? What are we awakening? We don't seem to be thinking this through. Powering up the bomb. Yep. So we go back to the lift. Amazing. The... (laughs) Because she says something like, amazing, the power makes everything work, and the doors are now open. I don't I don't think it's exactly what she said, but in my head, I just went, oh, come on, come on. Let's get to chapter six, called Fragile Dreams. <laughs> she does say this, I did write this down. Another reactor, let's get things started. Uh, we, we don't even need this, we could skip this one. We now have a wall button. And this is a very interesting mechanic because the wall button is now a circle with a curved arrow. And this is where we can take walls and rotate them around an axis. Yeah, I like these walls. These were, again, another interesting type of variation to make more more different kinds of puzzles and stuff. I liked how you could bend it. It was like one of those, those snake Rubik's Cubes, you know, like the ones you could fold over. and Some of them definitely were. I will say I do have one problem with it, though, and that is a lot of times we were using the walls to launch Millie or to launch a cube, and they don't, the animation doesn't seem fast enough to look like it actually launch anything. It looks like they would just roll down. You'd slide off it like cheese off a pizza, man. Yeah. Maybe it's a problem with the fact that I've been watching a lot of Marvel Olympics on YouTube, (laughs) but I'm very aware now of physics and how things would go at the moment, and that it just, I was like, why, why am I flying? Yeah, it's not like a catapult, like, but no. <laughs> I'm lucky I tried it because that otherwise wouldn't seem very intuitive based on the way that the wall moves. I think, I think you have to, I think you've got to launch a green one first anyway, and there's not really much else to do because again, they, they're, te- they're, it's a tutorial. But yeah, I wouldn't, it took me a while to think, oh, can I put myself in it or am I just going to, I felt like I was just going to slide off of it, yeah, and down into the pit, but no, it, it seems to fire you. Gravity here works. Okay, fill in the gaps. There you go. There you go. Uh, Gravity is different. Okay. No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm saying like gravity just chooses to work sometimes in this game. It it behaves how it wants to behave. I thought you were filling in the gaps for them. No, no, no. no. Oh, gravity in this building is different. The wall gravity is really strong. No. 
We get another discussion with Emma. She says she was sent to destroy the vessel, which I'm assuming is the Cube One vessel. Because at this point, one thing that kind of bothered me was I had no idea where I really was. Am I on a vessel? Am I in another planet? We don't know because we haven't seen it yet. But we're not even given an idea of where we're supposed to be. And Emma seems very unhelpful. She is. Yeah. Which seemed suspicious. Or... Not so suspicious, considering thus far, I wasn't impressed with the story, and I felt that they just weren't giving it to us. Like, they were just leaving it out accidentally, not thinking about it. We're told that they were able to intercept signals to help design the glove tech, basically, that we're working, but no information about the host, the life. Okay, there are a number of rooms here where I'm like, this is annoying room, this is annoying room, (laughs) this is annoying. Um... Here's one thing that does bother me. Sometimes when you fall off, you fall off the wall when it rotates a bit. Did you encounter that at all? You kind of clip through. So I would be at the edge of the wall and right. it was supposed to launch me. And instead of launching me, I just oh, fell down. You fell backwards through it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see that. But I, I think it happened with some of the cubes that I was launching. They would fall backwards. It wasn't often, though. But there's one in particular where it happened three times in a row, and I was getting really irritated. Uh, Here's where I made in my notes what I call the Jacob's Ladder puzzle, but you said it was like the Rubik's Cube snake. Mm. That was a very interesting puzzle, and having to manipulate it and change it to get up to the different levels and then even walk across the top edge of it was really, really clever. And I liked that puzzle a lot. I didn't like it at the time, but looking back (laughs) on it, I think it's really, really well done. Yeah, yeah. We have another statue this time, a female statue. Again, hoisting a huge cube, Mm -hmm. saying, no, I don't think it's humane to lock her away. You don't know what you're dealing with, James. Do we know who James is? (laughs) No idea who James is. (laughs) Okay, I thought maybe he was from the first one, and I'm... I thought maybe James was from the first one, and I missed out. Oh, he might be. Maybe I just... I'm not remembering, but... There's another rumbling when the next <laughs> one-third of cables is lit. Is this whole place a machine? I believe Millie says. And <laughs> here's in my notes where I say, yeah, but it's not like, it's not really designed for people. Because none of this is a practical mode of getting around. Yeah. What is kind of the point of this? And I say, stairs would be more efficient than blocks that move you a little bit at a time or one that makes you leap into the air and fall dangerously every time. Chapter 7, The Edge. Lots of magnets. Yes. And that, in my note, I went, oh, no, magnets. Because in the first one... The magnets were terrible. They seemed to be a bit inconsistent in rules. And then there was the floor ones, which were so frustratingly designed that they made an achievement for each one, as we referenced last time. But in this one, magnets are much, much better. Magnetism only does two things. It pulls something into it or it pushes it away. There's no floating in the air anymore. There's just none of that. It follows physics that we are more able to understand. Yeah, the magnets are a huge improvement over the first one. I mean, there are floating parts. You you still do have to use the magnets to travel on. You float on them and stuff, but not in the same way as one where you're like... But it seemed to be like a magic carpet in the first one. Yeah, yeah, it was a magic <laughs> carpet, yeah. But in this one, it's like, yeah, they've got two two options. 
on or off pretty much and on is like pshoom, you're shot across oh, so there's no off it's well i mean it's like, pulling or pushing push, push yeah. or pull but yeah push is like full-on push like like a bullet which i which was very I fun I, to ride i understand why they would call it magnetism but i still question whether it is magnetism why why are there metal in these magic green cubes that we special create? alien metal that's super magnetic yes okay <laughs> It's amazing that they have the exact same symbol for magnets as we do. Yeah, almost like we've been assimilated. So that Amelia can go, oh, magnets. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we're told that individuals teleported to the vessel to destroy it. And Millie asks, why not groups? More people, more Spread levels out, of attack. Yeah. But I don't know, if the whole she planet makes, is in danger, <laughs> yeah. can't we make multiple groups? Multiple small groups rather than yeah. singles, because what we're told is that people went crazy when they got there. What's the actual wording here? Some went mad, others lost their memory. It was unpredictable. But I mean, even in, in Annihilation, they send in like four or five people at a time in the movie, you know, and they all go mad. That's why you send more than one. <laughs> what if this is the place? The sweet spot that you need someone to actually complete the mission, and you've only sent one person, and they go they go mental. Like, but no, that that was an interesting point because they drew, and this is where the writing again. Let's sorry, down a bit. Yeah, because like you're drawing attention to a, f- a fault in the story, and I get that you're trying to say like, oh look, we've thought of this, and here's our explanation. It's like, no, just don't give us the explanation. Like, you you haven't answered anything. You've not only have you just pointed out the fault in your story, but you haven't fixed it. Like, so you, it would be better to have not said anything at yes. all. Don't even tell us you sent other people. Maybe Millie's the only one to survive. Yeah. Maybe let's, there were other people on that mission. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. There's another annoying puzzle. Uh, like I said, I'm going to say this a lot. Where you have to use a magnet to push the block. And I felt like it was a bit timed. Because... You push the block, but you're standing on the you're standing on the block when you hit the magnet, but you fly backwards, and then you have to jump on a ledge, and there's no time to turn around to see where the ledge is. Oh, so you, I had to guess time it after a couple jump backwards of it. Yes. Oh, you can you can walk to the back of that magnet and face forward and look down, and you can you should be able to activate the magnet from that position. You don't have to turn around and face the magnet. You can have your back to the magnet, back against the wall, look directly down, and boom. I wasn't able to. Ah, okay. Because I tried. I tried it. Yeah. Well, that's what I did for all those ones. Yeah, I could I could manage that. So I'm wondering if it's a problem with controller the controller maybe. settings, because I found that incredibly frustrating. That would be like, really. You're doing it blindly then. Yeah. That, yeah. Which so I'd have to set it up multiple again times again, yeah. until I got it, and that was pretty much every time where it was a magnet one. Oh, I right. felt like I had to do that, and that was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's after this, though, the lift is powered. Emma says to find the beacon and any survivors, and she will try to extract us home. Also, how could you not know that was an elevator? She's like, oh, I don't know what this is. Like, what are you talking about? You've just been on like four or five of them already. Like, it's the same. <laughs> At this point, there is a small section called Ascension. At the beacon outside is a human helicopter, and a storm rages on. When she gets to interact, Emma's surprised saying but we stopped it we stopped it and clearly we didn't millie realizes she's on earth i guess 
I mean, she's saying she thinks she's on Earth just because she's seen the helicopter, which I thought was a Cthulhu monster from way back in the distance. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, tentacles. The screen glitches and fades to black, so we don't really know what's going on. This is a problem for me because I don't know, has time passed? Does reality not exist? Are we in virtual reality? I had no idea what was going on at this point, and I still don't. Even looking back, I still don't know what exactly is going on. We are taken to another section called Home. Plants are now everywhere. And we now start hearing from an unknown voice. And the unknown voice says, There is no life here. We cannot sustain it. We are the space you move through. Which I'm not sure what it means. Except if it's saying, We are this building. Which is probably. Pretty much what I thought it was, yeah. Says, We need your help. Rebuild the cortex and we will send you back. We will share our memories so you will understand. <sighs> okay. <laughs> but as soon as you get into that part, like that, is it the, is this the fall of man, yeah? Coming up next. Yes, that's the very next chapter. Yeah. Chapter eight is the fall of man, where we now are using pressure plates to apparently squirt oil out. So in the yellow tubes all this time, it's just been oil. Perhaps. Who knows? Super space oil. But yeah, when this chapter started up, though, as soon as you get into that corridor where it like, even tells you the fall of man and you're walking through that little corridor part, in my brain, I'm just, I can just hear GLaDOS saying, it's been a long time. And it's just such a good little part. I like that. But when I got into this room, I was stuck here. How long were you stuck here for? Because I was stuck here for uh, probably an hour, man. Uh, well, let me go into it. because I, I had no I idea what this oil was for. I couldn't use it. I couldn't know... How did anything with it? Yeah, okay. This is the point where I will say that I noticed the building is definitely more cracked, disrepaired, more chips, lights are broken. It didn't take me that long. It took me forever, man. It did take me longer than most other things, but it didn't really because, again, there wasn't much in that room. Well, there, there wasn't, but there were panels that were sticking out. There was panels that were back. And... This is the first time that I thought, like, oh, there's a new mechanic. This will be really easy. And they didn't do what they'd been doing before. They should have just had, instead of six panels, two panels, because you only needed two. That would have helped me. And there are, it is at this point in the game where I feel like they give you a lot of red herring frames that you don't need to use. Yeah. But yeah, I had no idea what to do. Uh, it took me ages to work it out. Basically, you just need to lube up the block and get it pushed across like a pool pool ball yeah it took me a little while but it, i was not here forever but once you solve this then it's like it's clear sales from here on yeah. out story-wise millie records a message telling robert she loves him and to wait for her and now fire yeah let's set things on fire we light the oil and it opens special doors so we have to slide the oil covered block on fire to get it to warm up the door to open how do you feel about this? It's just another type of puzzle. I mean, the the whole thing is a Turing test anyway, pretty much. So it's like the, the, the puzzles don't have to make sense. For me, it was, I don't know. I think I was really trying to push through this game and maybe a bit long because it was about this point that I started to get a little bored with the game. And when I get bored, I'm also a bit more easily frustrated and to me, at this point, there was a bit of pushback. I was feeling like I didn't need this extra mechanic. 
I think looking back now, though, I would take that back. I think at the moment, I can understand why I was getting a bit frustrated. But looking back, they do end up using this oil mechanic in a few clever ways and a few clever puzzles. So I wouldn't take it away now. But there is something about this that felt not quite timed the way that maybe it should have been. Like maybe we should have had a quick, easy section with no new mechanics, considering that the whole world story-wise had changed for us, and then show us a new mechanic. But it's just also, yeah, if we talk about logic, there's no reason to have this kind of door in any place. But I mean, this is where, this is also for me where the game started. Like, this is where it felt like, end of tutorial, now we're getting to like the the proper meat of the game. And And maybe that's as well. Maybe I was just, it felt so long to get to this point. Yeah, yeah. That I was, like, I I would have been more willing to, to accept this early on. I think this is the point in the game where I was like, okay, the game's begun and I, 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 I was a bit fatigued as well, so I think I actually stopped playing at this point. Uh, or I played it for a little bit and realized I got stuck on the oil one for for sure and quit there. And then when I got a little bit further in, I quit again because it's like there was so many things that you can do. The, the screen's littered with stuff to push and pull and move around and set on fire and grease up. So, yeah, it was time to take another break there. But, yeah, this is where the game begins, I think. And, uh, whatever. We come across another female statue, now green. The voices say James was there 10 minutes ago. What could do this? Again, since I don't know who James is, this means nothing to me. (laughs) The unknown voice says, we store information. The truth is in there, essentially saying, we share as you repair. So the more you fix, the more information they will give you. Millie, of course, is angry, wants to know now. Here's a puzzle I do want to mention. There is a fire puzzle with oil. And so the fire burns off the oil, which is really irritating, but it makes sense and it's an interesting mechanic because it means that you have to figure out your timing. Do you need to oil it up first and then get it to be lit on fire later? Do you need to have multiple things hitting it? Do you have to get it on oil and fire and then hit it? There are all these kinds of different ways that they use the same one mechanic, which is why at the beginning, it just seemed like busy work. But as the puzzles got more interesting, I became much more accepting of what it was. The unknown voice says, we were like you, consumed by knowledge. Everything is connected. Restructure the rooms and understand. And here's a part that I don't understand. (laughs) Millie says, oh, I understand. These rooms are shaped to contain information. Solving puzzles unlocks everything. I, what? Like, is this entire structure just like a giant memory stick? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Plug it into your USB and get it to work. But instead of plugging it in and, you know, mechanically working, you have to have some human running around solving puzzles before you can open your file. I think that's exactly right. Uh, I'll I'll mention that at the end, but I think you're pretty much on the nose with that. So stupid. Okay. That makes sense in the end. Trust me. According to your theory. Okay. (laughs) The unknown voice says, we grew, we connected, knowledge of universe and happiness. We were entwined. They are some sort of utopian society, is what the unknown voice wants us to believe at any rate. We were like you. We are now one. 
no war, only enlightenment, according to you, unknown voice. There's mention of a teleporter, and there's even an achievement for it, but I never found it, I guess, I because I didn't it. get that achievement, so I don't know what it was talking about. At this point, I wasn't sure what was going on, if the building was a teleporter or a time machine. There's one theory at one point I thought where the unknown voice was actually a future human and was coming back, and I had all sorts of things I wanted <laughs> to say about a paradox, but then that didn't turn out to yeah. be the case. No more paradoxes. Chapter 9, Memories of God. Yeah. Not sure why it's titled that. Do you? Yeah, but maybe at the end. Okay. Um, we now have the amazing ability to drop a ball somewhere. I was so happy to see the ball, though. Like, I'm, And they, they, they'd revamped the ball. The ball looked really nice. And I was not. I was so happy I like, to see the ball. Because, again, I felt like... Here's just one more thing they're kind of throwing at us. And the thing is, what we do with it in this one was not nearly so interesting to me as what we did in the first one, where we had to create these perfect runs to make it work. Change the color of it and stuff. To me, in this one, it felt a lot like we need one more type of cube. But we can't have a companion cube. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to add this one. Because really, with the oil-slicked cube, it works practically the same as the sphere that you drop. Pretty much, yeah. The sphere doesn't really seem to do much of anything else. And so that, I think, is where my irritation came from. I get that you needed more. You're trying to fix something. You had ideas for puzzles that needed one more thing. Or... They're trying to bring it back because they did have it in the first one, but it didn't feel the same. And so I will say overall, not as happy with that mechanic as I was in the first one. Mm. Even though it definitely had its flaws in the first one, oh, yeah. I like the idea of it and I like what they were trying to do with it. You can oil up the ball and light it on fire, just like the cube. So that becomes important for a number of things. There is one point where you have to toss a green block to redirect the ball as it's moving. Did like that. That felt a bit more like what we were trying to do before with getting everything timed perfectly, but we only really do it once. Story-wise, the unknown voice claims that it didn't take Millie. Sorry, we didn't take Millie, (laughs) whatever. And it just wants, it wants help remembering, is what it says. So the unknown voice says that it can't remember either. So nobody seems to remember anything at this point. There is a fun timing puzzle here where you have to reuse a blue four times to get the marble to the target. It's okay, but again, timing for me, because you can't run, it can be a little bit frustrating at times. There's another green statue. Paulo, what did they do to you? I'll stay here with you forever. The unknown voice says, we sent out children, bits of our perfect knowledge, to seed other planets. I don't know if we want to talk about it. There was a frustrating puzzle with a ball so basically there are two yellow buttons so you have to get the ball oiled up and then lit on fire and then there's a gap where you have a green cube waiting yeah this one took me a very very long time to figure out what order do you it's like order of operations more than timing but for the longest time i thought it was a timing puzzle and i just couldn't get the timing right there's definitely some most of them are like yeah like like you're saying like order of of how you place things and set them off but some of the timing ones were hard there was there was one where you're bouncing something 
constantly and then you have to launch a green cube at it. That took me forever to do. The unknown voice says we helped others to see life like we do and understand the universe. And there's a point where when this voice speaks, Millie's vision pixelates. Yeah. So again, I was a bit confused as to exactly what's going on here. It says you grew from our knowledge, but your false learners, you all, all to us. It's a, it's a bit much, <laughs> okay, but maybe. Yeah, they're not the benevolent overlords that they think they are. That's for sure. Millie asks if the voice, the creature created us as far as humans. And the response is no, just enabled. And she responds, you came back to get rid of your mistake. It says, no, we came back to further enlighten, supposedly. Okay. Uh, it is one thing to learn, Amelia, enter. Ugh, let's just skip that part because uh, that that line makes no sense. I, I can't stand it. All right. Um, you got to say it now. <laughs> well, see, I don't have it quoted exactly because the thing is it didn't let me pause. pause. Yeah. So uh, it's just something about there's one more thing to learn, Amelia, enter. Enter, become, and be taken to, and then I have dot, dot, dot. So I don't know if it didn't finish what it was saying or if I didn't finish what it was saying. But there's a lot of that in this game that does bother me where you get a bit of dialogue, but you don't... I, I feel like they're trying to give us meaning, but they're not giving us time to think about it or really give it to us in a way that we can... I don't know, digest mentally. So with the statues, we only get to interact with them once. We don't get that twice. We don't get real dialogue. We get snippets of dialogue that seem to be thrown at us like a dart at a board. And a lot of times it's missing its mark. If you're trying to say something where I have to think about it, you need to give me time to think about it, even within the dialogue or give us more. Ruined. In Ruined, Amelia says she's been here before. Has she? No idea. Don't think so. Oh, no, 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 wait. Or something. I, I think even, yeah, I think it just looks similar. It's not It's not the same room. It just looks It looks similar to a previous room. All right. There's a whole lot of things the voice says, so I'm going to just rush through this quickly. This is where we fell. The terminals contain our last memories. Uh, restore them, and of course, I'll let you know what's going on. Our planet was dying. We were dying. We couldn't stop the natural order. We were hurt by you. This is by you, your design. We left in search of our children, learning more along the way. Here's the line I don't understand. Millie says something about the unknown voice. This creature mimics for knowledge, but it won't mimic life, which is why it's dying. Yeah, because it it's like hardline, just AI robot thing that yeah can is searching for knowledge, but it can't actually do the biological side of life. And so it doesn't understand how to live, maybe. Uh, to be honest... That, but that's not what she says. She says it won't do it. Not that it can't do it. But then again, nothing what she says doesn't make any... Nothing what she says makes sense anyway. And she, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, is she, an, is, she an, is she... All of a sudden, she's an alien biologist now? Like... There's a lot of times where she says she understands. I, I will get to that in the end, though, I think. Important thing, I guess. Millie's pregnant. Is it important? Well, it was important in circle. <laughs> the <laughs> say that we have no idea where this is going to fall in the <laughs> circles. Production well, so, so circles well after comes this right one. after this. Yeah. Here's where we find the giant yellow artifact cube, which gives us the gift of infinity. That's awesome. I was waiting for this the whole game. 
Did you think it was going to happen? Yep. I just assumed it wouldn't. No, I did. I was waiting for I I wrote it down like have been waiting for this all game because I was I was always wondering what if what if you could place more than one cube? Would that be I was wondering, did they not do that because it makes things too easy to solve if you can just place them everywhere? Or are they not putting it in there because it makes things too difficult to solve because you're overthinking things and not being kind of more focused through the corridor kind of way of, of thinking. But how they did it, I thought worked great. Like I loved I loved this part. And like I said, I'd been waiting for it all game. I did a bit later. That first one where you have to climb up the wall and it's yeah. just nothing but red over well, and over and over again. Tutorial again, just to show you that you can do it. Yeah. Well, I fell off once and had to start all <laughs> over again. And I was, I was just thinking, why not just give me a blue one here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been leaping this high the entire game yeah. off of those. There's a red female statue that we get a bit of dialogue that says, sorry, we locked you away, but we needed to protect ourselves. Chapter 10, Uncomfortable Truths. At the beginning, I said, this is kind of boring now that I have infinite cubes and infinite choices. Because at the beginning, is a bit too easy after what I'd had. Emma comments that the structures are alive and says that they've seeded the planet and I know what to do and cuts out despite the fact that Millie's trying to stop her. We end up back at the red tree. Emma says the monolith is a life source supporting the creature's mind. Millie can get to the core and Emma will override her suit in some way. It will possibly kill her but save Earth. We get a lot of puzzles right around here, a lot of short puzzles to solve, and with a lot of oil and fire in this one. Yeah, tons. There's a female statue, it's growing, it's building itself, extraction team is on the way, and we go to the machine again, and then chapter 11, the abyss. And this is honestly like, when it comes back to the editing, we'll probably cut a lot of other stuff out, but this one, I love the abyss. Mm. I think the abyss, as far as its look, the way it is darker, the way that the colors have slightly changed, the way that we are using all the puzzle mechanics in multiple ways, in interesting ways, in fun ways. I just really like these three puzzles. Yeah, on, this I was like almost like mousetrap, you know, it was like so many moving parts. Uh, it was really good. The first puzzle, it took me a while, but I liked what we were doing here. We were bouncing cubes across two magnets. We were moving walls and rotating things. And it didn't make me feel frustrated. It just made me curious. And that's where a puzzle is at its best. So we had this one. We had the one with the relay of fire where you have to get yeah. three cubes to slide along and open a door. And then one that just was such a bit of a a nightmare as far as looking at it and realizing that there was going to be so much going on here. But really, I think this took less time for me to figure out than some of the other what would have been simple puzzles. All the pieces are here. The one thing I will say is that I do think they could have made the blue pressure pad a bit more obvious that it was even there. Yeah, because it's, tu it's tucked away under a wall somewhere, isn't it? It's just off to the side and the marble has to like roll down and roll back again. The first time I didn't even know I had done it. I did it by accident. Oh, okay. So when I went back through to try and get the second ending, I couldn't figure out why there was a giant pillar in my way. 
and I couldn't get through. <laughs> Why is that there? But I, I love this puzzle. I love the giant wall with a magnet on it that you have to raise and lower to drop one down to grab oiled up cubes and put it up and then launch them. The giant fan that's going to throw you across. It's just a beautiful puzzle. It's a great puzzle. And the room looks great. I, I love this. Yeah. So much. That's the room that I took a screenshot of where as you're going down the stairs, you can see the two neon kind of lights. And as you're going down from the beginning, it's an inverted cross. And then as you get to the bottom of the stairs, it's a cross cross. It's like, mm, well played. <laughs> Do you think that that was intentional? Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> I didn't notice it until you showed me that screenshot. Uh, that's the first thing that I saw. The unknown voice talks about this place being... Our heart, our soul, it reconnects us to our children. We and man will survive. It basically wants the infinity gift and it will give Amelia knowledge to help humanity and return her life back to normal, so it says. And at this point, Amelia is given a choice, the red door or the blue. Do you want Emma's plan to kill it or do you want to help the creature? So here's where we're at the end. You... The, the first time I, I knew, I asked you if I'd be able to go back and you reminded me that you can do the chapter. So it's it's a real quick to do. Yeah, especially after through. you've done it like a hundred times getting through it. So you go through. What did you do first? The bad one first. You killed him first? Yeah. Well, didn't. Because <laughs> you get through and it basically says, this was a test. Aha, we tricked you. <laughs> ah, we tricked you. It was a choice. And you chose wrong. Yeah, bye-bye. And she becomes a statue, essentially. Yep. We see her arm freeze in red, I believe. Yeah. And then I went back through and did it the second time. And you get almost exactly the same dialogue, which is a bit frustrating. The side that changes is Millie's side. Instead of being begging and pleading, she's now acquiescing, perhaps. Like, she's just giving in. Yes, I knew you were the one. Yes, I knew that you would help me. Something like that. Yeah. Here's the ending. So let's let's go ahead and talk about it. What do you think about this ending? I do like the fact that the two cables ran into... The same chamber. <laughs> and I went, well, that's not a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> That was I, a great indicator. Yeah, because when I was coming down the red stairs and then you see the blue one, I was like, oh. It's it, it didn't matter. Oh, no, wait, it did. I didn't really like the ending, but the ending put the whole story kind of into place for me. And now I understand, I think, or I have an idea, my own idea of what Cube the Cube series is about then. Um, but yeah, as far as the endings go, when I got tricked, I was kind of pissed off about it, to be honest. I was like, no, you told me to do this. <laughs> this is what you'd said. I thought I was doing the right thing. And then it's like, ah, you know, sixes nose up at you. Like, nah, 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 nah. I get kind of irritated with so much of what they were doing with Emma because I kept going, how does Emma know all this stuff? Oh, well, she knows it because it is the creature. I think that the horrifying image of all these people, knowing that those statues are people, and that this creature is a pet, knowing this creature apparently is just using it for decoration, is a bit of a shock. I wouldn't have thought they'd go quite that far. It is dark. But... I thought it was a bit of an accident, but apparently it wasn't. One of the things I want to mention that I don't think I have yet is there are a lot of statues here at the end that are very much like the statues we've gotten bits of garbled story and voice work from before. And I do think that there's a reason for these things. 
And I could be wrong, but my theory, and this is definitely me filling in the gaps, I don't even know if they've thought this through, but I do think that there's a possibility that what we were getting from the statues before, the kind of garbled messages that were a mix of multiple voices saying one line or saying two lines, is that those might actually be the last words of people just as they were being put into this statue form. Hmm. Once you get the bad ending, once you see that bad ending and you know that she has been turned into one of these things, it does make me think that at least in some way, this giant heart brain or whatever it is, is capturing some of their last thoughts. And perhaps that's what we were getting from the statues. Hmm. Makes sense. I like that idea. I don't know that the creature, when it says this is our heart, needs to be literally shown as a giant heart. (laughs) But one of my biggest complaints about this kind of story is personally, like I'm, I'm a skeptic person, like I'm I'm a skeptical person. So when I look at this ending and I see this creature, we are given two choices. Either we want apparently enlightenment or we don't want it. But I don't feel like that's really the choice that Millie was given. No, it's not. Yeah. We're given sound bites that tells us she knew the creature before, but for some reason she lost her memory. And it doesn't give her that until the very end, until after she's already made the choice. So it's basically giving her this test without giving her all the information. It's making her go through these puzzles for no reason. It remembers everything, despite what it said. So it has lied to her. Yeah. Multiple times and in multiple ways. And yet we're meant to trust its enlightenment. That's the problem. And that's why the ending, I mean, I understand the story, but the ending kind of makes you feel bad because you've got assimilate or die and that's it. Not, not win, not like get your freedom. Like it's just a dark, dark ending. The other problem I have with it is when it talks about you had one chance. Does that mean Amelia had one chance? Or all of humanity had one chance with Amelia. I think all of humanity is gone anyway. But did they all have a chance? Did they all get this chance? Because I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that all of humanity should be based on one person. No. If that's the test that we're being given, that's a completely unfair test. Well, I mean, I think the other statues in the room are obviously the other people that have run through the maze and have chosen wrong. If so, then... That helps. But what happens to the ones that choose correctly? They're absorbed into the system, I guess. That sounds unappealing as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. And that's the thing. It's like, it's just a, the, the ending left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, maybe if we go back and get the teleporter ending, maybe that's the good ending. Maybe there is still a good ending to get. And actually, now that you've mentioned the teleporting ending or the, the, the teleporting achievement, I'm kind of inclined to go back when I'm getting footage for this and try and get, try and find it. Um, but no, so, so, so basically, okay, cube one, the, the giant monolith comes, we try and blow it up. It fails. I think it reaches earth. It's basically the Borg. Yeah. They're coming to earth. They assimilate as many people as they can. And we are assimilated. I would just call them Borgs, right? So, uh, Millie is an assimilated Borg, but because she's, let's say she's half human, half robot, 
or whatever, half AI, which totally explains her flickering, weird vision stuff. And is that what you think she is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, otherwise, why is she glitching? Why is she having visual glitches? Like, sure, she could be in, an AI, in a virtual reality, but I don't think that's the case. I think she's, she's being tested. That's why she doesn't break her legs either when she falls, I guess, because she's not real. Because we never see her body. She's all, she's fully gloved. She, she doesn't know what's underneath. So she is a freshly assimilated human being part Borg, part human, and she's being tested. And the test is, will you love your god or not? And if you choose to rebel, that's it. You're a statue. You're, you're, you're a paperweight now. If you choose the other way, you get full kind of assimilation. Or, or you understand. I mean, that part, I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I could talk forever about that, and that doesn't make any difference. But the core part of the story, I think that's what it is. Mission failed in Cube 1. Borg take over. This is us being put through the test. And ultimately, what a dark story. Like, it's the end of humanity. So you're saying that Amelia was somehow half AI? Already. From the from the beginning. And that, that memory of Scotland this, and her husband is just part of her... This creature did it to her? Or it already she already was from humanity she, she i mean the, the stuff about her husband and stuff that's like just call it residual memory right so she's got kind of memories of her past life but no no she's already been absorbed and this is this is her running through the the maze and this is this whole thing is a test and we've said that already why is the pregnancy important then because it's something that she remembers i don't think she's pregnant at all i mean she she might be but her body probably was pregnant in the past and it's a very strong, powerful memory for her. Um, so that's why she remembers it. But as far as all that other stuff goes, no, I think this is her kind of Borg training. Like, are you one of us or are you still too much of a human? Because if you are and you're going to rebel, we don't want you in our club. You're not fit for our society. There, you're a statue. I think you're filling a lot of gaps in there. I think it makes them. sense, though. <laughs> I think it makes more sense to me and is more interesting than what we got. But I think you're giving them a lot more credit for story than what they've actually given us. My, my honest well, that's anyway. probably. I mean, well, I mean, I think that's what they were going for. I think it could have been done better. But yeah, dark story. I mean, I like that. It's it's pretty dark. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm probably wrong. There's probably nothing about what they were shooting for. Could be completely in the wrong area. But to me, that makes sense because he was in control the whole time. And like I said, the, the the visual glitching out, when that happened in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I'm an AI or, oh, I'm in a virtual reality simulator. That's the only two ways you can rationalize that. Human beings don't do that. So from the, the get-go, I'm, I'm being, I'm suspicious of something. Turns out I was probably right. I guess. <laughs> I, do you think there's room for a cube three? Yeah, I'd play more of this. I like it. I mean... Story-wise? Or can we just have one with no story next time? One with no story. <laughs> cube three, the... Virtual reality missions. Yeah, Cube 3 muted. Yeah. I think it would be better that way. But again, I came from Cube 1 with no story. Or Cube 2 have an option to play it old school style with no story. But that does... Yeah, but okay. Just remove the story. <laughs> just have the music. I'm not, <laughs> not going to buy it again just for that. <laughs> no, no, it's a DLC. Free DLC for people that bought it. I would like more of these puzzles, though. I do think that overall, it's pretty fun. There are some that make me gonna laugh a bit with joy because i love bouncing a cube around the room to mm -hmm. hit a target or trying to figure out how to get an oiled cube further and further within one room what is the one thing that i'm missing frustrating but in the end 
I really enjoyed it. And as much as I will be frustrated with this story, overall, it is a fun game. Yeah. And like I said, the team, they, they know how to build puzzles. So I'd like to see them, even if they don't do another cube, as long as they maybe make another puzzle game, like scrap cube for now, move on to something else. Like I'd definitely be interested to see a new, fresh puzzle game from them. That's what I. Gaps filled and more gaps created.